What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. It's been like, I don't know how long since the last time I did an episode. I've been like kind of busy, and that's no excuse really, but I have been really busy and tired after working. Uh, just like yesterday, I worked. Um, I was at work at like 7.30, got home at around like 5.30, and then went and mowed until I got home at like 8.30, so pretty uh pretty tiring day and then I took a shower and uh really was like watching bible videos and stuff before bed so anyway but today we are in Genesis chapter 8 we we left off last time uh where the flood uh the waters were still upon the earth it had just finished raining for 40 days and then now the water it says um is still on the earth for 150 days after um, so this is chapter 8, and we're going to get right into it. Uh, chapter 8, verse 1. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters um, assuaged. I'm not a biblical scholar, so... Um, or grammar good, <laughs> or good at grammar. I almost said a grammar good. Anyway, um, verse two reads, the fountains also of the deep and the windows of the heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained and the waters returned from off of the earth continually. And after the end of the 150 days, the waters were abated. And the ark rested in the seventh month of the seventeenth day of the month upon the mountains of Ariat. Ariat. Okay. And and the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. So let's see. And the waters, and until the tenth month, so in the tenth month, on the first day, the were the tops of the mountain seen. So let's go back here. Um, and what month? The stops and windows returned. 150 days. So it rested. So the ark rested in the seventh month, and then in the tenth month, we see the tops of the mountain. So we got three days still of uh, the ark floating on the water um anyway uh this is uh verse six of chapter eight and it came to pass at the end of the 40 days that noah opened the window of the ark which he had made and he sent forth a raven which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth also he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were um abated from off the face of the ground but the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot and she returned unto him into the ark for the waters were on the face of the whole earth then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her into the ark and he stayed yet uh, and he stayed yet other seven days okay and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark and the dove came unto him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were um, 
a band from off the earth. And she stayed yet other seven days and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him anymore. So this is, we see the dove coming with the leaf to show that, hey, there's trees uh, not underwater. And then, so I guess he waited seven more days or another week in the ark and then sent the dove out again. And then the dove never came back. So that means like the dove found a place to stay. Uh, that's not in the ark. Um, verse 13. And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, in the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off of the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. So, in the 601st year, 601st year, is, now, would that be the 601st year of Noah's life? Is Noah 601? We'll see. We'll keep reading see what happens. Um, and in the second month, on the 7th and 20th day of the month, was the earth dried. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife, and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that was with thee, of all the flesh, both thing oh, both of the fowl and of cattle and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with them. Every beast, every creeping thing, every fowl and and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kinds went forth out of the ark. And Noah, and Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil. From his youth, neither will I against my anyone, any more everything living as I have done. While the earth remaineth seed time, in harvest, and in cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. This We're in chapter 9 now, chapter 9, verse 1. And God blessed Noah and his sons, and said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth. I think I think this is right here is where we was where we see God says that we can kill any animals. Um uh, upon every beast and fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth, and upon all the fishes of the sea into your hand are they delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. There we go. So if we just take a couple turn pages back, I'm not going to do it. Um, but if you turn a few pages back, we'll see that in the beginning, uh, for the animals and for humans, the green was given to them for meat. And now it says, um, every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you. Even as the green herb I have given you all things. Okay, see, so it already talks about the green things. Um, but flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood 
thereof shall ye not eat, and surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast. I will require it. And at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. So, that right there is just kind of saying like if a man kills another man that he will have, like God will have his vengeance on the man. That's what that's reading. Um, and you be fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply therein. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you and with every living creature that is with you of the fowl of the cattle and of every beast upon the earth with you from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all, neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. Okay, so God's going to give us the covenant to where he's not going to flood the earth anymore. Let's keep reading. This is chapter 9, verse 12, by the way, if you're following along, or even if you're not. Um, chapter 9, verse 12. And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I shall make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. For perpetual generations I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. So he says here, I do set my bow in the cloud. And this is, so we need to highlight this because this ties in to Revelations talking about one of the horsemen that comes during the tribulation. So, or comes to the earth. Maybe it's before the tribulation. We'll have to look at it. But it actually says that that horseman comes with a bow. And so if we take the same biblical context from Genesis to Revelations, and it means the same bow, because it, it, it doesn't say rainbow, it doesn't say, you know, it just says, my bow in the cloud. So, and that's talking about the rainbow. So, and we see the horse rider in Revelations with a bow. And so if we're referring to, and in, I think, um, Isaiah in the Old Testament, it talks about uh, God's throne being like surrounded by a bow, and that would be a rainbow as well. And so, oh shoot, I dropped the pen or I dropped the highlighter. But um, so what we can see here is, uh, long story short, the rider in Revelations is going to be coming with a rainbow or with a bow. And um, what do we see? One of the like most antagonist. Uh, groups, um, and and I hate to sound like that because really I'm I'm not like that. But uh, I mean, at this point, the alphabet agenda is um, probably the biggest group of God haters on the earth, aside from like um, scientists, like God denying scientists. Um, so and and 
You and you see it all the time. It's literally like it's not breaking news. Like, oh, I can't believe that he would say that. Like, what? I can't believe people aren't saying that more. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, they can say whatever they want, but like how they're protesting Christian movements and stuff. Just like earlier. Uh, this evening, actually, I was watching, I was just scrolling through uh, Instagram and then uh, eventually uh, got, watched uh, Isaiah's live stream on YouTube. And, uh, but there was this guy and it actually turned out to be the same guy. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. But um, he's like in the water baptizing this guy with silly string sprayed all over him and the guy as well. And these like rainbow flags and like the transgender flag and they were like flying them like over him but obviously like they weren't like a part of what was actually going on they were just trying to protest somebody baptizing people and so if if you can't if you if you can't kind of discern that um with with that whole movement then i would really suggest that you um maybe just read the bible a little bit and then you can kind of the Lord will kind of speak to you. Uh, maybe ask, maybe pray for some spiritual discernment. Um, I don't know, honestly, what else to tell you to do uh, to kind of like have your uh, eyes opened up to that. Because obviously, so these people, the, the Rainbow Warriors, um, are saying that they, that were judgmental and that we're bigots and that we hate people but they're the one protesting our stuff hating us and it's it's just um they are um i think they're confused i know they're definitely confused obviously because like of what they stand for but i think they're a little bit confused on how their argument is not valid when they're the one spreading the hate and we're just like trying to save souls for uh the kingdom of heaven and 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 honestly it's not even for god at this point because god says in the bible that the rocks will cry out and praise him like he doesn't need humans to praise him because everything else in the world will praise him and so he doesn't need humans to praise him uh but he wants to save them from the errors of their ways and so we as a body of Christ, want to uh, see people get saved and uh, by the grace of God. But anyway, I'm going to take a second and highlight this. Um, uh, we're going to... We're just going to highlight this. And I, I do, like when God's speaking, I do that in orange. Okay, um, so he says, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be of the token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all the flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood and to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it oh and i will look upon it dude god is like i love god so much and it just hurts my heart when people don't have a relationship with god because he is literally the best thing ever but anyway um verse 16 
and the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, and that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. And the sons of Noah that went forth unto the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Cain, Canaan. Uh, these are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. Okay. Now we're going to get into... Um, so we see that Noah was this... Um, he was honestly a prophet, I would say, because he prophesied that the rain was coming, but people never listened to the prophets. That's the problem. And like people and like there're still prophets today, and I honestly wish there was a country that like solely just was all about God and actually listened to like what God was saying, but and and and, and America can be like in God we trust all we want and get sworn in on the Bible all we want. But we all know that the president, um, it doesn't matter if it's Donald Trump or, uh, you know, George Washington, like no, none of these guys. And it's, it's uh, uh, Joe Biden, too, clearly, but um, because they're definitely not listening to what God is saying. And I don't know if they just don't um, have a relationship with God or if they're just like... Um, you know, the love of the world pretty much is, is, is what's going on here. But, um, yeah. Uh, but now we're going to see, we're about to, uh, be caught up on, um, on a backslide of Noah actually. So we're going to read this and see how this plays out. And Noah began to be, began to be an husband man. And he planted a vineyard and he drank of the wine and was drunken. Okay, so here we go. We're in Genesis. This is the first book of the Bible. We're in chapter 9, verse 21. Uh, he drank of the wine and was drunken. So Noah got drunk um, after the flood, after everything that God has helped him out through. Noah got drunk. And I've just got to touch on this too. Like when you are... Um, when you are... Um, called to be a child of God, um, like John in uh, John chapter 1, verse 4, maybe it says that we have been given the right to be uh, children of God, um, but see now that, but living the life of a child of God comes with a price, and that price is actually your life. Now, I'm not saying you like kill yourself for Christ, but you're flesh self has to die so that Christ can live through you. So, and this is way easier said than done. You know, everybody is still working on their own, like things that they have going, that they're going through. But, um, so you have to really just give up what you want and do the will of the Lord. And that is being a child of God. Um, when you're doing the will of the Lord and not like what you want to do. Um, but so Noah was drunk and he drank wine and was drunken. He was uncovered. He was uncovered within his tent and Ham, the father of 
Canaan saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both of their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backwards and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. Okay, so he wakes up and he's mad, I guess, because they put the cloak on him. We'll see what happens. And he said, curse be Canaan, Canaan, I don't know. Um, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. Uh, God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. And all the days of Noah were 950 years. So that so 601 was how old Noah was at the end of the flood. I bet you guys had already forgot about that we were trying to figure that out. But I remembered for you, so now you know. Um, chapter 10. Now, these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And unto them were born sons after the flood. Japheth's descendants were uh, Gomer and Magog and Mediah and Javan and Tubal and Meshech and Tyrus and the sons of Gomar Ash Ashkenaz Ashkenaz and Riphath and Togar Togarma and the sons of Javan Elishaha and Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodanim. By these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, everyone after his tongue, after their families, in their nations. Ham's descendants. And the sons of Ham is Cush, and Mizraim, and Put, and Kainan, and the sons of Cush, Seba, and Havila, and Sabta, and Rama, and Sabtecha, and the sons of Raham, Rama, actually, is Sheba, and Dedan. And Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. So Nimrod, I think he is a king or something. We're going to read on. He was a mighty hunter. Okay, maybe he was just a hunter. Before the Lord. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. Okay, here we go. Was Babel and Eric, Erich, and Akkad, and Calnet and the land of Shinar, Shinar, out of the land went forth Asher and built Nineve and the city Rehoboth and Kala and Rezin 
between Nineveh and Kala, the same is a great city. Okay, that was a lot, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, that was a lot of words that I didn't know, so, yeah. Um, out of the land went Asher. Okay, uh, we done got that one. Um, and it was a great city. And Mizraim begat Ludum and I, Ananaman, and Lehabim, and Nah. Dude, I'm so sorry. I've been clicking the top of my pen. It's like reading these names make me nervous because I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and Nashuhim and Pathrusim and Casluhim, out of whom came Philistim and Kafturim. And Canaan begat. Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth. Nice. And the Jebusite, and Amorite, and the Gergesite, and the Hivite, and the Archite, and the Sinite, and the Arvadite, and the Zimurite, and the Hamathite, and afterward were the families of Canaan's, Canaanites, goodness, Canaanites spread abroad. Oh, the Canaanites. So his name's Canaan. Okay. Okay, I've been calling him like Canaan. It's Canaan. I didn't really think that that was where that came from, but I guess it is him. Dang, that's crazy. And to think the Canaanites were like these people that didn't worship God. And... Wow. And that's all because he... Clothes, he put the cover on naked Noah, and now, like, his whole genealogy, like, doesn't worship God? That is crazy. Because he got accursed? That's crazy. That just goes to show you, like, even though Noah was naked and drunk, that, like, God was still, like, back in his play. Like, Noah said that he will be cursed for what he did, and just by covering him up, I guess he didn't want to be covered up. It was hot outside, and um, that's why all of his clothes were off. But um, he said now he's cursed, and then the Canaanites were actually worshiping foreign gods or idols. And um, so, yeah, that is some Bible backstory. If you don't really know a lot about the Bible, that might have went over your head, but, hey, the more you know. So then... Uh, and the Canaanites spread abroad, and the border of the Canaanites were was from Sidon, and thou comest to Gerar, unto Gaza, as thou goest unto Sodom and Gomorrah, and oh goodness, Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh my goodness, this America looks like Sodom. The whole world looks like Sodom and Gomorrah now. Um, anyway, these are the sons of Ham after their families, after their tongues in their countries and in their nations. Shem's descendants. Oh my goodness. More descendants. Like, I just, I just, I'm just terrible at pronouncing the names. It, other than that, it's not bad. Uh, <laughs> to Shem, I'll say the father of all children of Eber. And the brother of Japheth, the elder, even to him were children born. The children of Shem, Elam, and Asher, and Ephrath, Arphaxed, Arphaxed, 
and Lud and Aram. And the children of Aram, Uz, and Hul, and Gether, and Mash. And Arphaxid begat Salah, and Salah begat Eber. And to Eber were born two sons, the name of which was Peleg, for in his days was the earth divided, and his brother's name was jo Joktan. And Joktan begat Almodad, and Shalef, and Hazar Maveth, and Jerah. Jerah. Okay. Next. Um, where are we at? 28 minutes. We're doing good. Um, and Hadoram. And Uzel and Dig Dyke Law and Obel and A Abimel Abimel and Sheba and Ophir Ophir and Havilah and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. And their dwelling was from Mesa as thou go unto Sephra, a mount of the east. These are the sons of Shem after their families, after their tongues in their lands, and after their nations. These are the families of the sons of Noah after their generations in their nations, and by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. Whew, that was a mouthful, guys. I am drained. <laughs> that was... Um, that was, uh, that was a lot, dude. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to end it right there because the next section, uh, covers a whole new plot of canon. So we are going to move. Look at that, guys. We read four. We read one, two, three. We read three and one quarters pages of Bible tonight in 30 minutes. That's not too bad. So we're going to be starting. That was the end of chapter 10. So we're going to be starting in chapter 11 next time. If you want to go ahead and read ahead, you can, obviously. Um, so there's that. Um, the end of the podcast is where I just kind of like to chill and talk to you guys. Um so we're going to be reading about some pretty uh, some pretty good stuff. Okay, in the next one. So if you're still watching this up to this point, you need to be sure you watch the next one up until the end because I know already the Lord is going to move and it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, I just I just wanted to say thanks for you guys watching and showing support. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'm a, there's um, church tomorrow night, but there's also a uh, a race going on uh, that I might go watch. I really don't want to miss church um, because honestly, whew, it's a uh, it's Betty by time for for old me, but um. I really don't want to miss church. I miss 
two or three Wednesdays in a row now and like two Sundays in a row, but it's just been so busy. And that's no excuse because Sunday is a new day. You wake up, but it's just so hard to like get out of the bed. And I guess not because I get out of the bed, but it's like to get ready for church and stuff is, um, it's just been a lot, especially for the last like month, I'd say like before this month, it was great. Like I was going every Sunday, every Wednesday and like never missing a day hardly like ever. <laughs> and, uh, but then this past month, I don't know what it's been. And maybe it's just cause I've been working a lot more here recently. I'm not sure, but, um, it's, it's gotten a little bit harder, but we're going to keep the faith. We're strong in the Lord and the Lord is strong within us. So we're going to get out of here on that one. And, uh, uh, all glory be to God. Thank you for Jesus Christ coming to die for our sins so that we could be uh, saved through grace to inherit the holy kingdom of heaven um, one day. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that little note, and we'll catch you in the next one, guys. Thanks for watching. Peace.